Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Morning, Bill. How you doing, man? Good, 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 good. 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 Hey, it's another day here at the Unknown Legacy Podcast, so thank you everyone for uh, checking in. Thank you, thank you. We're so glad to have you guys here. It is was supposed to be a rainy day, but it's not a rainy day. It's a beautiful day in the right. neighborhood, and which makes me think about... Old school. Old school. Do you remember one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve? Was that um, Schoolhouse Rock? No, it was Sesame Street, and I feel like our friendship has just taken a very bad turn. I don't know, but remember when it was like Bill the Bill, you know, and like I become a Bill on Capitol Hill. On Capitol Hill. Remember that one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. So, listen, but it also made me think. Conjunction, of, junction. What's, what's your, your function? Yes, great stuff. I still don't know what the function is, by the way. I, don't I just know. know it's a train video. All I, I remember is that when it. the bill fell down the down the steps. That's all I remember. I was like, I guess that's how they they throw bills outside and they roll down the stairs. <laughs> All and that then kind I of stuff. And I to my mom that I wasn't named Bill because I don't want to be treated like that. Wow, that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> and my real name is William, so back off. William Wallace. <laughs> William is my name. I'm the most wanted man on my island. <laughs> Anyways, so um, so we have we have a guest with us today, who who immediately made me want to look up um, the Brady Bunch house. And you have nothing about you, but I realized that last year, fun fact, the Brady Bunch house sold for double what it was asking. It was like three point five million in real estate. It's pretty good there. What, was it ever renovated, or was it still no. like the original Brady Bunch, like the tree inside the staircase? I don't know if it's the no, exact same. No, that house. was the facade. That was just the outside. The inside oh. was a studio. Because remember, the backyard was made of astroturf. Oh yeah, I do remember. Yeah, so yes. yeah, it was just the the view they showed of the house. That's what you purchased. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's all you put. Yeah, that's and but it still looks like seventies. Everything's all 70s All right, so I'm going to go there because guys listen to this. Um, Brady Bunch, who, Jan or uh, Marsha? Or Alice. Alice is on the table. <laughs> maybe maybe you had a thing table. for Alice. <laughs> I'm going to say Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Really? You had a thing for Marsha? I did. Yeah. She was pretty cute. Even though at the time I saw her in reruns and she was 20 years older than that. <laughs> right. And she was already older than me at that time, so I don't know what to do. I was at an impasse. So, <laughs> but now that you're a 40 year old man, do you feel weird that you're Correct. talking about a 15 year old girl? <laughs> Absolutely, I feel terrible. Oh, Garrett will never be on this podcast again. <laughs> But she was way older at the time, so yes, we're good. Absolutely. I'm the same yeah. way. Yes, um, Marsha. I'm a Marsha. Marsha, yeah, yes. that was good. Yeah, Good stuff. What about you? Cindy. Because that was my age. She was you, my age, man. Because she was cute. Because She was, she well, was cute. That, she see, that makes more sense. I feel better now because Marsha was just a teenager. I was a young teen. Yeah. So that's, see, yeah. thank you. I feel better now about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I felt like terrible for a minute. I felt that's Cindy terrible. was just cute and adorable. She was the youngest. She was mischievous. I'm all in. I think we should <laughs> switch this to a Marianne and Ginger conversation. <laughs> uh, it, I don't think there's that's a, a whole conversation other podcast there. time. There's a whole other <laughs> podcast for that one. Anyways, we're so glad to have you it's, on. It's sexuality formed by shows from the 60s and 70s. <laughs> yes, yes. But today, there's a story. Dukes of Hazard. Are we going there? Of a man named Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> so, so today, uh, the reason why we're talking about uh, uh, Brady Bunch Brady is Bunch. Uh, because um, it's this unique journey, uh, which was really revolutionary for the time, Yeah. Um, because it's blended family, yep. um, three boys, three girls, six kids now living in the house, um, and they made it look so easy. 
you know, and yeah, there were some issues and challenges and stuff like that. They had a full-time maid, too. Yeah, full-time maid and a butcher. <laughs> like, basically, Sam the Butcher. I I need a Sam in my life. I know, I know. But, Garrett, um, the reason why we uh, invited you on is because I think you can speak into the hearts of some um, very unique situations. First thing, we invited you on because you're dashingly handsome and you have an awesome voice. True. Very true. So there you go. I don't know about either one of those things, but thank you. I will take it. It sounds good. I think his voice sounds good. So, um, so anyways, but but you are living um, a journey that a lot of guys in our culture today are living, and that's the blended family journey. Yes. Um, and uh, you had two boys, and uh, the woman that you ended up marrying, her name is Cam. Um, she has four kids, two girls and two boys. Right. And so kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, how, how you ended up in that blended family situation yeah. without, yeah. Well, share a little uh, bit of that story. So how we ended up there. So I am the uh, product of a divorce. Um, I guess that would make my children the product of a divorce as well. And then I, uh, Cam is a widow. She was uh, married to a genuinely great guy, good person, and uh, who passed away very early, um, uh, a very aggressive form of early Alzheimer's, and passed away, I believe, at 37. So that's where the two families became single. Right. And... Um, we met uh, as a basketball coach, uh, coaching her son. Uh, just, I guess, a little bit of the makeup of the family. It's a little bit reality TV show uh, that we have four boys, two girls. We have three sixth graders. Wow. Because my wife has, uh, she has a boy-girl twins, and then wow. I have my sixth grader. And then we have two Noahs in the house. So Are they in the same sixth grade? So it's not like... They're not the same sixth grade. Okay, that'd be yes. even worse. <laughs> it, it would, so Noah's not doing good in math. Which, which Noah? <laughs> That's right. Which is very confusing, too, because the school district sends notes home mm. by email, but they don't address what school they come from. They just send them from the district. Oh, so no. So I don't know which who's coming from what. I have to go back and look up who the teachers are. You have to actually that. do, like, research. Mine are, like, your kid's report is done, and I'm like, okay, are they passing? We're good. Right, like, right. we're good. Let's just move on. Right. So, it's so they actually send stuff home? I, I just let my wife navigate all that. They email. There's a lot of emails. That's funny. Very that's cool. Funny. Right. I, I guess I should check into those. So that's the uh, – so uh, do you want me to get into how we met? Is yeah. That, okay. So um, I mentioned her, um, her husband had passed away from early Alzheimer's. So I coached a Little League basketball team that my youngest son, who's now 12, was on. And this was in the – I coached him in kindergarten. And in the first grade, this new little boy named Matthew showed up on the team, met the mom – and uh, the, uh, about the third practice, she brought her husband. And I could see that something, there was something off a something little bit. Kind of it, different, there's right. something in the gate of his walk that really caught my attention. I thought he'd been injured in an accident. So maybe the next practice, she comes up in her game and she introduces uh, herself, I mean, introduces her husband to me. And she tells me what they're going through. He has early Alzheimer's. Oh, and he wasn't man. the same, you know, no, you no. could tell. And, and, oh, yeah. And so. Uh, uh, so let's fast forward to year two of coaching. She signs him up for the team again. Uh, and then she informs me at the first practice that her husband had passed away about six weeks before. Oh, man. Then this whole time I'm married. So fast forward again. Oh, and, and I got to know her a little bit because they live fairly close to us. So I would give Matthew uh, a ride to the practice. Kind of light, so lightly connected exactly. through. Okay. Yeah, so she had four children. I'm close by. I'm going to practice anyway. Pick up the kid. Let's right. go. Yeah. You're helping. Right. So uh, year three... Uh, I'm in the middle of a divorce, going right. through the process. This is right after Thanksgiving. Our process, the filing and all that stuff was a you know, September, October thing. And we, uh, 
we talked because uh, my son, one of my my Noah, wanted her Matthew to spend the night after the first practice. Right. And so I said, well, let me talk to his mom. And and uh, and what was funny, and I told her probably six months later, I had forgotten her name. <laughs> I didn't actually know her name, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Mom. You know, because yeah. th- there's a, a little bit of integrity there. You know, you're not trying absolutely to, extremely honorable. You know, hit on the single ladies. No, uh, and because uh, I wasn't final yet, the divorce wasn't final yet. So I uh, w- went up and you know we we're kind of standing on the porch and we were talking, and uh, I said, "Look, no one wants Matthew to spend the night, but there's something you know you should know. I'm going through a divorce, right? And we're not throwing plates at each other or anything like that. But before your kid spends the night, I think that's something you should know." And she goes, "Well, I appreciate you telling me. I think it's fine." And she says, "You know, I've you know it's been." Uh, you know, about 14 months since uh, Jason passed away, or uh, 13, but uh, um, I'm entered the dating world again. And at that moment, I opened up a file in my brain <laughs> and filed <laughs> th- 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 my first single lady report, I believe. All the single ladies. And All so, the single ladies. So, uh, and I vowed to go through this process right and to, uh, mm. to honor my vow. It's extremely, so, yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah. honorable of you. So I appreciate that. Yes. Well, I appreciate uh, you saying that. Okay, so. Um, to pause just for a second on the story, um, I, I think anytime uh, people, individuals go through a divorce and there's kids involved, there's always this internal conversation and probably external conversation about do you date, do you not date, do you get back into the game, do you not get back into the game, um, you know, and, and what is the potential impact on the kids and what if you start dating 15 different women over four months, you know, all that other stuff. What was your internal conversation? How did you end up landing on the idea of like, you know what? Um, it, it's going to be okay for me to enter into the dating world knowing my kids, knowing the situation, knowing the risk that might be there. You know, what was your internal thought there? It was, I had no plans on, I mean, going through initially a divorce, uh, I was one of these, I'm never going to get married again. Anyway, I ended up asking Cam right after my divorce uh, because I really wasn't planning on dating. It was yeah. just one of these things. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. I, I knew she was very spiritual. That was important to me. I wanted mm-hmm. to meet a, a good Christian woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I I had no plans for this, but it just kind of happened. Yeah. And it happened very fast. Um, but we did not tell the kids for a long time. They eventually figured it out, as kids do. But we would just happen to be after, because the basketball season ran, We my divorce is final, you know, mid-January. Basketball season kind of ran through February. Right. So after the divorce, we would kind of just happen to be at the same pizza place after a game or something. <laughs> oh, would you like to uh, <laughs> sit together? So Type clever. <laughs> yeah, texting. Right. So clever. So, uh, and what's funny is um, probably three months later, she had signed up um, her Noah, the, right. uh, who is 10 now, uh, to a soccer team. And the mom was talking to the uh, to the soccer coach. And her oldest daughter, Maya, says, so are you going to start dating him too? <laughs> Oh, so. <laughs> Maya. I thought the that little, was hilarious. The little knives. I, I, the, right. the kill shot right there. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, even, even as we're talking about this dynamic, I, in the midst of you being divorced in the church, how did that How did that feel? Yeah, how, did, how did that feel? The, it, was, it was hard in that me and my ex were actually good with it. We continued going to the same church. We, we changed services. So I would go to the earlier one. Um, and that was my connection. Pretty much we moved to Dallas, McKinney area, yeah. 16 years before, right? or at this time, probably 14 years before, but that was where all my friends came from. You know, okay. this was my social circles. This was all the people, and I didn't want to walk away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, she did win the Sunday school class in the divorce because mm. I just kind of quit going to that yeah, and I let yeah, her yeah. go to that. Um, so I, um, what was the, the, the hard part for other people, really wasn't that hard for me, but you could see it. They didn't know what to say to you. 
I never yeah. felt unloved. I never felt ostracized. I never felt unwelcome. Mm-hmm. People just didn't know how to talk to you. And okay. they didn't know what to say to you. They didn't know what was in bounds, what was out of bounds. They right. were uncomfortable. So what would you say to, um, let's say, um, what would you say to them now that you've been there? What would you say to the person that it's like, I, I love them both. I've known them together. Now I need to figure out how to know them separate. So maybe it's just better to avoid it. What would you say? I would say, don't worry about the divorce. You know, you still love the individual, gotcha. still talk to the individual. Uh, I think people were pressured, like if there was a party or if there was a oh, wedding yeah, or that, yeah. that, that. Who, who, who do they ask? Can they ask both of you? Right. Personally, my feelings were not hurt when I wasn't asked to go something because there were some things and I didn't honestly didn't care. I right. got it because the last thing I wanted to be was a distraction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't want other people stress. Matter of fact, I did get invited to something and I could tell that they were worried. And right. so I just said, you know what? I'm not going to go just to take it off of their plate. I don't gotcha. want to be the centerpiece of somebody else's. Okay. So, you know. so honestly, dude, I, I'm listening to you talk about this and share about this. And, and what is striking me is, um, you have divorced well. No one wants divorce, but divorce is a reality, right? Yeah. And I've seen some divorces go horribly wrong, like knives, I've, you know, just absolutely horrible. But I, I feel like in a very tough situation that could have been very, very toxic, you and your ex-wife have figured out how to divorce well. Kind of like honorably, yeah. Yeah, like, honorably. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's a good way to put it. Thank you, William Wallace. <laughs> You're um, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what? what you know, looking back on it, and I know that you, I know you, you're a man of integrity. You would look back and go, man, there's things I should do different. Right. There's things I could have done different. I, I get it. But a, a man who's facing divorce and maybe it's it's starting to turn toxic. Right. Yeah. What advice would you give to them of saying, man, fight against it? You know, I, the first thing my, I, I went through the circumstances that contributed mostly to the divorce. I, uh, I went through about two weeks of realizing first off that I'd lived a very charmed life at that time both my parents were still alive uh, they had been married almost 60 years at that wow. point both my brothers are uh, um, eight and ten years older they've been married I've never lost a job I've always been employed I, I led a very charmed life right I felt that and then this hits right this thing oh. that I, I didn't see coming to be honest with you and so I remember being on the edge of depression I mean looking standing at the precipice of depression looking down that hole right for about two weeks. And then I finally, I woke up and I remember this. It was like an epiphany that said, this isn't going to define me. Divorce is not going to define me. And I want to go through this in a manner that other guys going through this will Mm. call me. I want to get that phone call. So from that point on, it was like a weight came off and I started, but I never, I never trashed my ex. I've never uh, heard you yeah, in uh, any of our conversations. I've never heard. I've heard you be honest, yeah. but never been slanderous or trash or anything like that. No. The, the Do one you find that difficult? Um, no, because I mean, don't get me wrong. The one of the benefits of divorce. Well, there's two benefits of divorce. One is weight loss. Yes. Because you know, if you're gonna put the car <laughs> back, back the on the decade. market, you gotta <laughs> take it to the car wash. You know, and then the, the car wash. Yeah. And the second is the jokes. <laughs> you get a lot of good material from being divorced. Uh, so uh, it just and as a guy that travels for a living, you know, I get away and it's not stuff that's going to bounce back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I try to be, because I didn't want the boys to, my two boys, to hear any of that. You know, it's their mom. She loves them. She's a good mom. Right. Right. She's taken very good care of them. So uh, I never wanted that bounce back. And So so is it fair to say that, like, what I'm hearing you say is, 
at some point in the divorce process, you have to take the eyes out of the hurt, the pain, and the sorrow that you're feeling. Right. And you have to look and, and, and figure out how, what is it, how do I do this in a way that other guys can be inspired by it? But more importantly, how can I do this in a way that my kids will still like their mom? Yeah, it's right, still right. their mother. Yeah, yeah it's that's still their mother. We may not have worked out, and I may have a quiver full of arrows that I can shoot, yeah. but a, a, I'm not going to shoot those because they still need to, at the end of the day, love their mom. It was interesting. I was at a restaurant the other day with my wife, and uh, and uh, I don't want to burn down the place. So, so we're at this restaurant, and a, a mom and her son come in, and they sit right behind me. And so I'm he- overhearing this conversation, and the mom is like uh, – I, it must be a divorce situation. I, I can't imagine they're still married. But she's like, do you ever feel, like, sorry for your dad? Just how he doesn't, like, treat me well and how he never talks to me. And Do you ever feel sorry for your dad? Like, do you ever have pity on him? And this kid is, like, 10 years old, and he's on his phone, and mom is inserting these kind of toxic things. Mm. And I'm going... What a horrible situation that is. Yeah. And I think it's easy to do that. In fact, you can feel self-justified in doing right. that because you experience so much hurt. But what I hear you saying is, man, you got to you, you sooner than later get off of yourself, start to look and, and fight for others that are going through a very difficult situation as well. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and I've gotten that call. You know, I've, I've had... Uh, one that I tried to talk out of it. I mean, I, he was telling me why we're going through this, and I was going, I, I don't think this is the reason right. that you do this. You know, I think wow. that you got to keep fighting. You know, and yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. and I would tell anybody that keep fighting. Marriage is hard. Well, I, yeah. I, and I, and I, I love, I guess, even conceptually what you're doing because you're helping your kids see what it's like to fight, to fight mm-hmm. for their family, to fight for their spouse. Because I would say I would use the I'd use the term. It's, it sounds like you went down swinging. And so many times we want to give up before it, before it's worth giving up. Right. And I think I think there's so many. I, I have a buddy of mine who who just went down swinging, and I'm like, either way, his kids saw honor in what he did, and I, I appreciate that. And that's part of why I wanted to have you on here, is hearing about this idea of because now you've got these kids, but then you've also got this blended family of kids. That you're like, here's four more that I don't that aren't right. mine, but that are mine, that <laughs> right, are right, mine now. Right. But there were, you know, that yeah. were raised for so long in a different element, a different world. So, so let's transition to that. Yeah. yeah sure. Now you you date Cam. You guys get married. It was a great wedding. Kids passed out. There was puking. It was fantastic. Yeah. From sickness, not from anything else. Okay, it was good. it was a great time. Actually, yes. Both of our Noahs. My uh, he was eleven and hers was nine. <laughs> yep. Both turned green. I think there was a lock knee situation. Yeah. Oh, excused themselves from the uh, service <laughs> oh, at one point. So yes, their kids oh, actually did turn. It was, it, it was it was Travis it was, conducted the service just so people. That's asked. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So it may or may not stick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but now you so you're you're coming back into a family situation where. Uh, Jason was sick for quite a while. Right. You know, mm. even though it was very aggressive, the early on summers, he, he was sick for quite a while. He wasn't able to be dad in a lot of things. And so now you're stepping into this. You have six kids, yeah. you know, four of which are there permanently, and then two that are there from time to time coming right. in and out. Um, what did you find as surprisingly difficult, and how did you navigate that well as these two families start to live in the same house? and try to make things work. It's funny what what's important to you in terms of little things. Like uh, I, it drives me nuts when socks are n- on the floor and they're not even near each other, you know, and you could tell that a shoe was off, a sock came off, and then they <laughs> 10 feet down, then took the next oh, yeah. one down. Oh, yeah. 
And um, okay, but so that would and it would I'm like come on, let's do this. And and right. so and Cam had different things that are important to her, and probably more important things, honestly. Right. You know, she has a way of being you know seeing the bigger picture much better than I do. And so little things like that, that, that was harder for me. I was like, I can't believe, like, you're going to leave your cup right there. You know? <laughs> and that's your third cup today. That's right. Like, right. you know, you exactly. use five right. cups. What's going on? And they're all still full and of this water. This one's still half a milk. Like, this right. is milk. This isn't water. From yesterday. It's now cottage cheese. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and my solution to this is I'm, I'm looking for an affordable solution that I'm going to get about five cups for each kid, and their name is going to be printed <laughs> on it. And you are only allowed to drink out of your cup. Out of your cup. So I know who's leaving it around the house. Because when they're <laughs> six. Brilliant. There's no evidence because the six-year-old, she's not really good at covering her tracks. Literally, like you will see footprints leaving the scene sometimes. Right, right. But most of the time, you have jelly? no idea. That's jelly yes. on the floor. That's exactly what it comes off as, okay. yes. So did, did you ever get this one thrown at you? Um, and if you did, how did you navigate it? If you didn't, how would you navigate it? Um, you're not my dad. I've heard it a couple of times. Um, and first off, you got to admit you're right. Right. But I'm here. And... Um, I'm trying to remember exactly how I responded because it does take you aback and you'd like to think it doesn't hurt your feelings but it does that at that point I said no but you know I married your mom right knowing that I'm going to have you in my family right and we're going to work together and no I'm not your dad uh, I hope to be a father right. to you um and I can't say it comes out that clean when right. you're in the middle of something like that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's what it, that's that what you're trying to get across to them. Well, and, and and what I appreciate early on in the podcast, even you were talking about, man, like you're not trying to replace Jason. Not at all. You know, you're you value Jason and you have great respect for Jason, and so you're not coming in trying to replace him, but you're you're like you've said before, they need a dad. Right, you know, the, the, they need they need a dad in the house, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, someone to help with some of the things to offload off a of cam, who's an, done an amazing job as a single mom. Um, it, it's 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 really honorable in that. Um, so I, I guess one of the other questions, Bill. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So as we're talking, I'm thinking about this because you know you're right. Yeah, it's the you're not my dad, but that made me immediately think about the discipline element. I mean, did you and your wife kind of sit down and have a game plan to go? This is where I'm going to discipline for a period, or, or, or this is what we believe at a core. I mean, how'd you guys handle that? You know, it's funny. Even dating, I took a little bit of role in discipline. I mm-hmm. mean, she would definitely take the lead. As a matter of fact, we've read some stuff together. We're, you know, we're trying to evolve into this. And, and by the way, I don't come at this as we've solved this. This no, is no, still no, no, very no. much a work in progress of letting these yeah, families. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and one of the things that we read that seemed to be that the biological parent should be the one to discipline their parents. And I'm like, well, we screwed that one up. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but we both do it. I, I, and again, she's better. Um, she's, she's follows more of the love and logic, which I'm trying to learn from her, mm, you know, love that, and logic. that, that yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the the punishment should relate to the crime, not just uh, everything's lose your iPad for a day. Right. Yeah. So, right. Uh, um, so that's the the discipline is is hard um, because you don't want to be the evil stepdad. She certainly yeah. doesn't want to be the evil stepmom. Um, so, uh, hopefully, they see the love from it and they see that we've got. And and, and, and it's difficult. It's difficult to explain to a six yeah. year old girl while you're sending her to a room for. Um, uh, incessant whining, you know, for right. no reason. But it's, uh, but I do it. I discipline. But um, have you have you found the kids trying to triangulate you two within that kind of situation where you'll say one thing and then they'll immediately go, and it's every parent child yeah, relationship. Yeah. But in I think in a blended family it can be played even stronger. Where, well, 
okay, dad said that. I didn't want to hear that. Or stepdad or uh, what do they call you anyways? They, they call me Garrett. Okay. But to their friends, they'll say my dad is picking me up. You know, <gasps> so which. Yeah, exactly. My heart is exploding right now. That's awesome. So, Who cares what they call you? As long as they call their. <laughs> that's my dad. You're like, okay, because I get in the car. Because <laughs> I asked the oldest, um, you know, she's. She was probably the most against us dating because she remembered her dad the best. Um, mm. And I think, you know, I was, oh, yeah. we were talking beforehand that when we told her we got engaged, she literally hung up on us because <laughs> I did it at a restaurant. We wanted to call the kids immediately. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she's also been the most on board, you know, That's since we've cool. gotten married. And um, I asked her one day, I said, you know, when I'm picking you up, um, you know, what is uh, what is it you tell your friends, like the friend's parents? Oh, you know, such and such. And she goes, oh, I'd say my dad's picking me up. And I'm like, okay. I said, just you so like you know. them back to you. Yeah, right I know. Like, <laughs> just pollen. Work. This pollen. Is yeah, his allergies are terrible today. And so, uh, and I said, just so you know, I call you my daughter. I said, there's certain oh. circumstances that people need a little bit of clarity. And I'll say, stepdaughter, right. but you're my daughter. You know, so this is how I look at this. This I've got two daughters and four sons now. Oh, love and that's it, man. How, that's, the, that's the only way I know how to go about this. Right. Um, and my family's been the same way. That's the, like, my dad immediately when he goes once this marriage is done and and my dad's not a rich man but he immediately started sending he sends me a little bit of money to put in their little college funds and he started adding money for them at that point you know he just said this is my grandkids now these that are all my awesome. grandkids oh, I love so it. you so cool. that helps yeah and so definitely having your family on board my mom passed away right before we got uh, mm-hmm. well um uh, bef- uh right as we got engaged about uh, three weeks later she had been in right. poor health um, but having your, it certainly helps having this person you look up to behind your marriage. You so, to, so let me answer this. Yeah. Um, we're, I, we're, guy calls you, mm-hmm. says, "Hey man, um, the train has left the station. We're right. getting a divorce. Um, what advice would you give to him?" The I got some great advice from a handful of guys that I went to in the middle of the process, and the best single piece of advice I got out of all of them was, "Think long term." Don't make any decision for a short-term benefit. Make right. all your decisions for a longer-term benefit. Um, and what he meant by that is part of that is don't scorch earth. Right. Um, don't make a financial decision that you can't unwind from or don't want to be in right. down the road. Right. But think long-term. All of it. Think about your relationship with the kids. Think about your relationship with your ex before you say anything, before you do anything. And I think you'll find the divorce process will go better, too, because you're not trying to screw them in the divorce. Right, right. You, know, you want yeah, it to yeah, be, yeah. Um, and honestly, when you make that decision, when it's no going back, the quicker the better. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, almost, so, so, what I, so what what I'm hearing you say is picture your grandchildren someday and you having right. to be standing next to your, to your ex-wife in, in that area when your children have their children. Right, right. right. And how are you going to react? So. Right. Don't miss it. You actually went out and asked for help. Yeah. Most guys don't. They're like, oh, I'm getting a divorce. And they'll, they'll surround themselves with guys that were like, ah, oh, that horrible woman, blah, blah, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I think the first step is to, to suck up and say, all right, this is uncharted territory right. for me. Guys have gone before me. I should find some guys that have navigated it well. Right. Not multiple times, but navigated it well and f- learn from them early on. And that's sometimes hard for guys, but I think that was the essential step for you to actually get the advice that that helps you succeed right. in a tough situation and I actually disattached from a uh there's a guy i knew we weren't real close but we actually got together because i tried to seek out these people and have lunch or a cup of coffee with yeah. them and so i um and a very bitter divorce very ugly very right. post-divorce 
antics, yeah. and I distanced myself through the process. I since reattached. Gotcha. Um, he's moved away a little bit. You know, he used to be in town and moved about 20 miles away, so I okay. need to make a better effort to reach out now. Right. I'm saying this, I need to do that. But um, I just kind of disattached from him because I didn't want that bitterness because yeah. you felt it. Yeah. Um, and another, there was another um, guy that I went to. Um, his name's Jeff, and I still bump into him in McKinney all the time. And I right. would just say, you know, that that first lunch, he literally that morning, things came to a head. I had lunch with him, wow. and so we made the decision. Here's, and he looked at me and said, I, you know, how do we tell the kids? How do we do this? And uh, he said, first thing you need to realize is, unfortunately, divorce is not a foreign language to your children. They're going to know what it means, even yeah. the youngest one. They they have friends that went through it. So, um, and from that perspective, help you think through, you know, how do you tell the children? Yeah. Worst day of my life, telling the children. Yeah. But let's go back to the more positive stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. one resource that you yeah. tapped into was the guys around you that mm-hmm. have gone through that. And now you've availed yourself for that as well. So right. if you want to reach out to Garrett and you're going through something, you want a soundboard, yeah. info at knownlegacy.org. Sure. Yeah. Send us an email and we'll get you in touch with him for sure. Yeah. I would is love there that. Any other, yeah. any other resources that you found helpful in this, whether it be a book or um, a oh. clever podcast for dads? <laughs> 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 there is a uh, I, I I don't want to get into the circumstances of my divorce Correct. too much, um, but there is a very good book called Torn Asunder that if your spouse did something you're perhaps struggling with struggling with Correct. Um, which ultimately causes your divorce. Um, it's a very good book because it helps it. It ain't all of them, right? right? And you have to learn through that process that you had a big part of this. Gotcha. And you have to learn from that because you're just going to repeat the same mistakes if mm. you don't. And um, and I'm working on that now in this marriage. Just to say, this is a work in progress. You know, I've I've got to fix Absolutely. things with me. And, Absolutely. And because uh, I'm certainly not perfect, and I do dumb things, I say dumb things. Um, but but no. but but again, torn asunder is the book, mm. and and I think the brilliance of it is, is again what you just said. Um. It would have been very easy for you to <laughs> scorch the earth, man. It wasn't your fault. You didn't do it. And and to self-justify and be very self-righteous in the situation. Right. But, uh, again, the humility sit down and say, man, we don't get here without two of us tangoing right. in this direction right. for Correct. a long time. Right. Good or bad, we both ended up here. I have something to do with this. Right. Become self-evaluating and then realize, okay, then moving forward, I need to adjust. Right. And, and that, I think, empowers... That, that person that's going through a really hard divorce possibly and, and gives them the sense of like there's hope right you know yeah 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 there's definitely a light at the end of the, end of the tunnel and it's not a train you just that's have to great. get through it it's, yeah. it's uh, um, there and that's and, um, when I when I talked to the guys I said this will be over as much as it hurts and yeah and the just the stress of going through it and the not knowing um, that it, it does end Right. It's and, a season, right? It's a season. Yeah. It's a, and it's the season depends a lot on your reaction to it, how long it lasts. Well, yeah. it's funny. You yeah. know, I, I've, I've talked to some of the guys who have walked through some of this. And one of the books that, that I got to read and they had mentioned was a book called The Land Between by Jeff Mannion. And it's just finding God in difficult transitions of this. Like, this isn't a part that God's like, well, when you get this figured out, I'll come talk to you. Right. right. It's right now I'm, I'm here in the midst of it. And so so I, I love that in the midst of it, you were honorable and you you saw the bigger picture. I know it wasn't always, and I know that you could sit here and fight back and forth, but but in the broad spectrum, it seemed like you, 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 you walked this honorably. Your children see that. 
your new bride sees that, you know, I mean, the kids see that. And I think that's exactly what we wanted is to help these dads who, who are asking questions like, hey, what do we do with this to help them be more successful, right. you know, and not leaving scars that they can't take back, right. you know, so. So I guess in, in, in conclusion, um, some things that I, I'm taking away is one is make sure divorce is the last resort. Like Absolutely. Go down yes. swinging. Yeah. Right. Go down swinging. And if at the end of the day, it's still it, it, it's the only option left which is sometimes the case. There's a way to do it honorably, and there's a way to do it destructively. And if, if you can pull your eyes off of your self-hurt and your self-kind of pain and look at the horizon, um, you have a much better s- chance of success for you and your kids long-term and eventually even your grandkids. Is that a, is that a fair summary of what's that going on? That sounds fair. That sounds you don't really win good. a divorce, right? Oh, so it, you, That's a good brilliant. Line. It, yeah. You know, you want it to be a tie, honestly. And... Uh, <sighs> So, uh, and wow. you'll benefit. that'd be It'll a great title on. of a book mm. that you someone should write. Yeah, of a story of a of a man, man named, named Garrett. <laughs> so had Listen, two children uh, of his very own. That's the horns. This has been a good day, Garrett. We need to have you back on because I know we're going to get questions about this. Just like you said, info at knownlegacy.org. Email us questions about maybe where you are in your current situation as a as either a single parent or as a blended family parent that would right. say, how do I do this? Garrett, I know you have all the answers. So <laughs> we're no, this has been really, it's been educational to me. It's been good. It's been great, dude. Thank you for your time, man. Thank Go you down swinging and uh, work for, towards the tie. Thanks a lot. Have a great day, guys. God bless, man. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy Podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.